This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another Double Tap for Wednesday, the 26th of October, 2022. Sean's back. Is he well? Is he not? We'll get an update. And we'll be talking all about macOS Ventura. Just launched. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Okay, so let's get to the big news of the day. Uh, how is Sean Priest? Are you all right? Wow, I made it into the intro. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not great, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, I think I'm over the, uh, over the peak of it all. So uh, I'm fine. Oh, good. So you're okay to work then? Well, obviously, I'm here. Right. This yeah. is work. Trust me, everyone. Oh, this is nice. hard work. Nice. Okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, it's nice to know we're off to a flying start and there's no moods or oh. attitudes or tension <laughs> anywhere. Don't make me laugh. I'm going to have to do You carry on. Yeah, that's the, that's the new deal, right? I'm not allowed to make him laugh anymore. That should be easy. I've managed to do that for uh, the best part of 10 years. So uh, I don't that's see true. what's going to change now. <sighs> you should be fine. Um, Thank you. Okay, so look, uh, first off, thank you for getting out of the sickbed to do this today because, you know what, I um, I know the pain. I know the pain you're going through. Thank you. Man flu. Yeah, it's, it is, it's, you know what, it's a nightmare. Nobody nobody appreciates it. No. Nobody appreciates the strain, the stress yeah. we put on our bodies. To, do you know, Correct. to do this. I am, I am a hero. Thank you. Well, you know, I think about, I think about Marines and I think about soldiers and I think yeah. about nurses. nurses. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think, you know what? You don't really know what Sean Priest has gone through. That's, no. you know. Exactly. Please don't throw me under the bus <laughs> on that. Please don't. <laughs> Let's move on. God bless um, you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get emails. Speaking of which, we have a lot of feedback to get through today. We're going to get into the mailbox again, and uh, we'll go through more of your messages. Lots of interesting comments and questions in there, so look forward to that. But I want to kick off with uh, macOS Ventura which officially was launched, I think on Monday, wasn't it? Officially launched. It kind of rolled out to people Monday afternoon, Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Lazily rolled out, it was did, it? yeah. yeah well, just I, sort of <laughs> I've, I'm not doing the update on my main Mac at the moment. Um, Good choice. Well I done. Just, I, I, you know, it's funny. A lot of people often ask the question, should I update? I think the honest answer is, unless you really want eloquence, don't bother right now. Um and I say that because I was, you know, it's funny, right? They, 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 it's the, tr the saying is so true. It is not a problem until it happens to you. Um, yeah. I'd been playing around with the beta for a while, and thank goodness I had. And I was trying to use my Audacity editing software, which I use. I know a lot of people use different ones, but I use Audacity, so do you. And uh, they use at the PC, uh, which is, I think, the smartest way to use Audacity, if I'm honest. <laughs> but, you know, we'll yeah. just skip over that one. Uh, because Audacity on the Mac is not the most accessible. In fact, there hasn't really been uh, an update to Audacity for quite a while now uh, that brings in accessibility features. Uh, the last one was, I think, version 2.1, and we're up to version 3.2 now. So, you know, it's yeah. been a while since we've seen any major... It's a shame. Yeah, it is. And it really is a shame because it's a brilliant editor. And it kind of works. I mean, this is... A, I am so used to the kind of works thing. I know there are <laughs> people out there who just get so frankly miffed off about it and they you know start raising ca I, know, I know i'm getting getting ahead of myself <laughs> here um but you know there are people who get really miffed off about this and i get it i totally understand it but there's also that part of me that thinks look i still have to do my job i still have to edit and the amount of people that say well why don't you use reaper and i'm like yes. yeah, i get it but i'd have to go and learn reaper and i still have to function every day and there is that problem, and I had the same issue with Adobe Edition when I was coming away from that. That was on the PC. It was not most accessible, but I was making it work. And it was only version 3. The new versions, the CC versions, the subscription models you have to buy now, they are not accessible at all. So if you're, and, and Mark asks me a lot about Adobe Edition, and I'm like, I just can't use it, Mark. And he said to me, what do, what, do you, what do you mean it's not accessible? I said, every dialog box, every window, and the entire system is inaccessible to me. Nothing is read out by the screen reader. It just says bonk all the time. And I don't know about you, but I don't get a lot out of bonk, especially at my age. Well, 
Um, <laughs> so <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> it's, I, I'm not intending to make you laugh. That's not my plan. I promise you. Um, but, but I just it just infuriates me. So I ended up moving over to Audacity. Finally biting the bullet and taking the time to learn it. Thanks to you, thanks to Robin Christofferson, thanks to friends of ours who, uh, you know, gave us some time. And it's been oh. good, but I used it on the Mac because, quite frankly, it was just easier for me because I was using the Mac anyway, right? Yeah, laziness. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, you know, now we have this new version of Mac OS. I open up Audacity during the beta phase and there's a bug. And the bug is that whenever you're in the application and you're editing something, if you need to leave the application to go to the menu bar, which is every five minutes in Audacity in order to you know get to maybe adding a track or mixing something or adding an effect, whatever it may be, when you go back to the window, the window loses focus. So you'll be told play stop and you'll be told actually all the things that are right, but none of it is active. You can't do anything. You can't move around the track. So the only way to do it is to command tab out of the application and then back in. And um, that's annoying. I, I know a few people have said on Twitter to me about this, well, look, just restart voiceover. I've done that. doesn't make any difference. And it works fine if I turn voiceover off, but then I'm not getting that feedback I need. So it's kind of pointless. So for that reason, I'm not updating yet. Uh, I am a bit worried about this one, actually, because I don't know how soon that will get around to being fixed. If it's an audacity problem, I don't, if and this is a problem with so many factors in this. Is it voiceover? Is it Mac? Is it the beta? Yeah. Is it the you know? Is it the audacity software? So I don't know is the short answer. But for that reason, I'm not doing the update at the moment. Um, mm. However, have you have you considered doing what our friend Robin does and run it in a virtual machine? Run Windows well, in I a do. virtual machine? Ah, okay, I do that. There you I, go, I, I do that as well. That's that yeah. fixed. Um, I find it works and it's fine. Um, I think you have to have a certain mindset to work in a virtual machine all the time. I, I don't think I've got it. I don't have the brain power to be able to manage two operating systems at once like that. I ha- and I, 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 it's a strange thing. I have to kind of go back to my PC with a separate keyboard, you know, separate layout. I'm not going to get confused between yeah. the two. It's weird. Yeah. I just have to I know have what you the mean. physical difference between the two. I just yeah. can't work off the one keyboard. It's just a, there's enough to go. There's enough going on, right? So I get it. I know people who, who do it, and you know, I, I think they are few and far between. There's not many of them out there. Um, but VMs are great if you can get into the mindset of it. I well, you're am only, not there. Your only your only option, really. I mean, if you did rely on this every day, yeah, that command tab is going to get you know that's going to slow you down a lot. Oh, it did. So. It did. I mean, it was an edit I was doing the other day, and I did it on that machine to try and see how it got on. And it took me double the amount of time. You just can't work yeah. like that. That's just useless. No. So um, anyway, I, I want to pick up on some of the, the benefits, some of the, the good things about it, some of the weird things about macOS Ventura. First off, there isn't a major update here that I can really tell. There's a few notable exceptions to that. System settings. System preferences is now system settings. Uh, which is a name change, but it's also a layout change. And what they've done is they've gone for this table layout, which is very similar, actually, to what you get in Windows now. Uh, so Windows 11 has this, where you've got the column down the side with all the, the different categories, and then you go into that, and then you navigate to the table, and, of course, the table has everything in it, all the options. And that's kind of how they've done it now with the system settings. Nice. Um, it is, but you know, with the Mac and the interaction model, it's a little bit more fiddly. Although, in some, I know some people would say it's actually even better because once you're inside the the column or the table you want to be in, you're in there, right? And you can just navigate around. So, it does depend your view on the interaction model on Mac. Terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, I'll tell you that the, the weirdest thing is it's just because it's different. It is totally different, and you know, a lot of people didn't like the way that originally. The system settings or the system prefs were laid out, but at least people got used to them. We were, we knew where everything was, whereas now yeah. we have no idea. And an example of that was a friend of mine on Twitter uh, just the other day saying, in fact, just yesterday, saying that he couldn't find the setting to change use F1, F2, F3 as function keys as opposed to, you know, the, the special keys, the, the function keys. Yeah, that they, system keys. They are, yeah, system yeah. keys, yeah. And that was quite interesting. So I went and did some digging, found them, 
uh, under keyboard, which is where you'd expect to find them, I guess. Makes sense so far. But then in there, you have this button that just appears randomly called keyboard shortcuts. And in there, they have put all the keyboard shortcut functions, including the function keys. So you go into keyboard shortcuts, and then another table comes up with a column. And in that column, you go to function keys, and then the option appears in that table. So think of all that navigation you've got to do just to get to that, whereas before it was just in you know one click in keyboard and you had it. Um, yeah, that it's a sounds bit of a fad. complicated. That sounds as bad as Windows sounds, to be honest. I think, yeah. do, you know, do you think it's because, because iPhone suffered this as well, there are just so many options now. There's just so much to do with your system that it, it, it must be really hard for them to know how to lay this out in the best way. Yeah, I suppose so. There's, there's what? There's got to be hundreds, if not thousands, of, of options. But, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, keyboard. Why would it be under keyboard shortcuts? I think of something completely different when I think of keyboard shortcuts. I mean, the function key should be a category on its own, surely. Well, in the but, main um, list, I mean, you have a list which seems to be fairly... I mean, it's not exhaustive. I mean, it's not like you can only have five items in your list in that table. That's right. They could have just added it in there, you know, and just a simple tick box. That's all you need. But instead, you have to go through this whole procedure. Now, I will say if you've enabled fast user searching on your Mac, which is absolutely brilliant, um, and it enables you to use, I think it's the right command. I always get mixed up here. I think it's the right command key. Um, and And you just basically hit, for example, S for sound. And you'll get every single preference in that settings window, which is S at the beginning. So in my case, it'll say Stephen Scott, usually, because it goes to my name first. Then it'll go to the next one, and then it'll go to sound. And that that is cool. lets you very quickly navigate around. And that still applies in this new application. And that is one aspect of Mac, which I do love. I think that and the item chooser make the Mac really easy to navigate. It's those little shortcut ways to move around that, um, that a lot of people don't, fully get um yeah yeah and I th- and I, no, it's not even that you don't fully get it it's if you don't know it exists i mean I'd, I'd seen it in the preferences years ago i had no idea what it meant i'm like well, what does that mean fast user searching what's that about yeah. i just thought it was about user accounts or something i didn't know it had anything to do with actually moving around the system but you know anything on that screen if you know what you're looking for you'll find it and that applies to anywhere in the os so yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. So system so settings, is, yeah. Is there any bugs in, in Ventura that we, that we know of? Is, is, you checked out well, Apple Viz, see if there's I, anything? I, no, I haven't. I, I'm kind of finding things as I go, but I would I'd, I'd probably encourage people, rather than going into it, because I think the problem is we say this, and as soon as we start talking about bugs, they're either fixed or, you know, they've, yes, they've been killed off or sprayed or whatever it is people do with them. Um, so appleviz.com is the place to go. It really is. Apple vis.com they have an exhaustive list of bugs and issues and and you can just keep track of that and you can you know obviously add your own issues in there as well and i would strongly recommend people do that rather than you know listening to podcasts which you know go out of date five seconds in right so you know go to the applevis.com website for all the details um i want to mention stage manager because this has been heralded as the big new thing and I, I, you know, I got a text from Mark last night, and he says to me, have you tried Stage Manager yet? And I said, yeah, I have. I've turned it on, and I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I don't know, oh, what the, right. I don't okay. know what, what's meant to happen. So visually on the screen, as, as far as I can make out, I can sort of see what's happening between... Yeah, obviously, you have to have a number of open apps. If you just turn Stage Manager on, you don't have anything running, nothing will happen. But once you start opening up applications, instead of them... Uh, just sitting there on your desktop, all these open applications will drift off into this, off to the left side into a yeah. list, essentially, of little squares, I guess, that just sit there. And it puts the, the active application in front. So I think visually that could be quite appealing. And I think for a lot of people who you know, need that bit of organization, that's going to make mm. a difference to people. But, can I say something before you continue? Yeah. I'm just going to say... Pointless for us. Uh, well, yeah, that's my that's my ultimate conclusion. We've got command tab, right? And and that exactly. how can you get quicker than that to get through your apps. So, okay. 
Well, that that is my conclusion, and I I tweeted out on this a couple of times during the week. Um, you know, on Monday and Tuesday, is anybody using this who is blind? Is anyone finding any value in this? Is there something I'm missing? But no, I don't think there is. I mean, I don't want to do it down because I think visually it's a good thing, and I can imagine people with low vision who struggle. And I can think of the days when I was using, you know, um, Zoom all the time. Yeah. I could actually find this quite useful, you know, just having the one application on the window instead of a series of things just clogging up the desktop. And for a lot of people, just having that focus, being able to, you know, get into a Word document or an email and not be distracted by whatever else is going on in the background. I totally get it. So, you know, visually, yeah, totally. Um, But as far as I can tell, and please tell me if I'm wrong, somebody, but you're wrong. Okay, thank you. Um, but You're welcome. I, I can't I'm here. find any reason for this feature for blind blind person. So, um, like I say, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I'm not getting it. Um, so, I, I and I know people are turning it on, but I don't know what it does when you. Okay, so if you're blind, you turn it on. What does it do that Command Tab isn't doing? Because that was what I was feeling was like I was just getting the same response. Maybe visually something's happening on screen, but I don't know. And it's not, That's it. It's not a section. So the app list, if you will, it's not anything you can put focus on. Um, or can you? I'm assuming you no, can. I don't, well, there was no keyboard shortcuts associated with it that I could find. And, certainly right. no, and under settings, it was literally just turn it on or off. Um, now, when you turn it on, um, you can get to it. You can actually enable, and this is what I do like about Mac. You can put a lot of the options for Mac. Um, in the Mac Extras. I think they've renamed that as well now. I can't remember what they called it. There was an, I heard it and I thought, that's weird. Instead of calling it Menu <laughs> Extras, which they used to call it for years, they've called it something else now. But it's the other menu, the status menu, I suppose you might call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, what they did at the beginning years ago was they put everything under Control Center. And they must have had a lot of complaints about that because now they've opened it up. So now you can have Wi-Fi and sound and Bluetooth all have their own individual uh, options icons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and icons and that's good because you kind of want that i think you kind of want to have those individuals and you can just turn all that on and off in settings if you can find it um so that's cool um but yeah stage manager is one of the options it's under control center initially and you can just turn it on or off as you please um i'll be interested to see how this works on the ipad but again command tab works on the ipad so I don't know what the difference will be for us, if any. Four-finger swipe. Yeah, it must just be a visual thing. I can't, I can't think yeah. of any other, unless, like say, there may be something we're, we're missing. So if anyone knows, let us know. Well, you know, we'll, we'll play with it and we'll see what it does, you know. But it, it, you're, I was thinking exactly that. I was thinking, I wonder if there's a way to navigate to the list of open applications. But then by the time why? I've done that, yeah, I've command-tabbed exactly. to it. So why would I need it? And a four-finger swipe on the iPad to switch, or iPhone to switch between yeah. uh, apps. It's, yeah. Uh, okay. There is a new, it's not for us. There is a new command, though, to mention, um, voiceover specific, that um, kind of caught us by surprise. I, I don't know if this was in the beta. Certainly, I haven't heard about it until now. And that is VOF7. So you hold down command and option and press F7. If you press it once, you get the time. If you press it again, it kind of cycles. If you press it again, it'll give you, uh, I think it's battery status if you're on a MacBook. And if you press it again, it will give you the Wi-Fi status. I'll tell you what your Wi-Fi status is. So instead of having to go into the status menu to get that information, there's now a VO-specific shortcut for that that will give you all that information. Um, First time I've ever seen that because they used to have um, an Apple script for time. Uh, Jaws has insert F12. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, but yeah, and F12, if you do v- uh, insert F12 twice on a PC, yeah. you get the date. Um, but the yeah. Mac just does it in one, so it just gives you the time and date in one. So do you know what that they're calling that? I'm wondering if that's customizable at all. It's, it's, um, it just seems like a strange one to me. I mean, it gives you the basics, right? It gives you the, the things you probably would want to know, time, Wi-Fi, and uh, battery, but... I don't know. It just seems like a strange. Yeah, it's not massive. It's not I, I, a massive feature. No, it's not. But I think it's good to have. I mean, there's a lot of people who would benefit from that. And there's, there's no, you know, how many times you've been working on your computer and you think, oh god, how, how long's this battery got to go? Yeah. 
You know, it's, it's, it's when you need the information, you know. And actually, one thing I find with the Wi-Fi is when you go up to the status menu, it may be new in the, the new version, but it used to be it would just tell you three bars, but it wouldn't tell you the network you were connected to. And for a period of time, oh, right. if, if I was yeah. working off, I don't have it now, I used to have two networks in here. And when I did, you know, I didn't know which one I was connected to. So I'd have to go into it, navigate to it. Whereas now I want one keystroke, I can I can fix it. I will say um, what I like most about that feature is that it shows the capability of layered commands, layered options that we could get within keystrokes. So, you know, let's let's say you wanted to have, you know, information available via one key. That's now, it would seem possible, you know, instead of having one function per key. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So that's pretty good. So. Yeah, but what, what, have you got any other use cases for that though? I mean, I get so, voiceover is so customizable. It's like Android, like I've said before. It's mm. a curse. And it's the gift of voiceover. <laughs> There's just a, a million options in there that you can customize and get it working however you want. But it does make it quite complicated at times. And uh, just getting to those basic commands can be, is it in VO help? Is it in VO, you know, I don't know, whatever else, utility? Is it, I get confused so easily. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of help in there. I mean, for example, VOH is great. You know, just for getting command information, for finding out what's, you know, if you, what, is there a it command is. for true. this? That is true. And, you know, if you say you wanted to know how to do a right click of the mouse, if you didn't know how to do that, or a left click of the mouse, you could just type in mouse. And, you know, once you've gone into commands, you type in mouse, it will tell you all the options associated with mouse. So you don't have to search. You don't have to think what would the, 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 the appropriate search string be. You just yeah. start typing naturally what it is you're looking for, and it will provide that for you. Um the other feature which I tried out uh, today uh, because I, I was intrigued to know how it worked is the voiceover spell checker, which is new. So when you type a document or you type an email or anything, I just went into mail and I tried to make a spelling error. It's kind of funny with mail because, of course, the, the irony here is that actually Apple's um, spell check is actually pretty decent as it is. So. Yeah. You know, it actually, it's quite hard to type the wrong word. But if you do type the wrong word, and it does happen, and for some reason, voicemail that I type in all the show notes, I will say, send us a voicemail, and I write down the phone number. I, I always says, voicemail. And I have no idea how I'm spelling this wrong, but it always says, voicemail. So I'm also like putting, I'm putting something wrong somewhere, right? So I think I'm swapping the A and the M at the end. But yeah, voicemail. So Italian. Ah, voicemail. Send us a voicemail. Um, so... Now I'm nervous. Carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now you can use the voiceover spell checker for that. Yes. And to activate that, you hold down the right option key and you press the letter D. And it will bring up in the voiceover cursor, it will bring up in this little voiceover window, I should say, uh, it will bring up any misspelled words. Now, it doesn't tell you if there aren't any, but it does bring up ones that are misspelled. Uh, and from my limited playing with this, when you choose a word, it places the cursor at the beginning of the word. So you can, um, right. you know, shift, control, right arrow to select the word. Um, that's right, isn't it? Shift, control. Yeah, I think it is. I always get mixed so. up. I get so mixed up with Windows and, and PC commands with this when I'm selecting. Yeah. I, I do it all the time and I always get it wrong. And then I just very quickly, this is muscle yes. memory. Bad See, the shift memory. control or shift command. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but basically select the word and then you can change it. So it's not it's not perfect and all it's doing is alerting you to the words. It's not giving you any options to change it. It's not, you know, doing anything like that. Why would you use that over just, you know, Apple's built in spell check? What I'm I'm confused. Well, I guess it's a little bit I think it's a little bit easier, but I would say it would be easier if it gave us options. It doesn't give you any yeah. options, it just tells you the word is misspelled. Um mm, okay. so I, I I need to play around with that a bit more. I think there's a bit more to it than I'm maybe giving it credit for. But you know what? I, I think it's a good little feature. I kind of like having it. And dare I say this, and please shoot me now, but I I kind of like sometimes being inside the blind bubble with these things. You know, sometimes having that, you know, it's like, the, it's a bit like the JAWS layered commands thing. You know yeah. it's always going to work. 
because and it will work for you because it's built for you as opposed to well it's a windows thing and it's always about hit and miss yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah that's a fair point so i do like that i think that's a really nice little feature so mac os ventura is out so you can go and download it if you dare um i'm I, I really want to because I want eloquence on my main Mac, but I just oh come on! I, I do. Does oh, come on! Eloquence much? is amazing. No, 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 no. Just just give it a couple of weeks or a month, and let's see how it settles down. I know a lot of people are saying that they're enjoying it and they feel that their system is snappier, and I, I get it. You know, playing with it on the beta, it does because eloquence is just such a light voice that it can make the system just feel so much faster. Mm, 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 it's like mm. you sound <laughs> terrible, but it's still like, fast. It does yeah. not sound terrible. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah. You don't understand, Sean Priest. Okay. No, I don't understand. It sounds absolutely awful. I don't know how people can bear to listen to it. Anyway, ignore Thank him. You. Um stick around. We're gonna be talking more about uh well, this and, and lots of other topics here on Double Tap because we're gonna get into the feedback next. Lots of your comments to come. Stick around. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Yeah, do you know what, Sean Priest? I, I think you should get a Mac. I know you've got a Mac there, but you never use it. I've got a 2012 Mac. That's why I never oh, use well, it because I can't update it since I can't even remember what the last one was. A Sierra, High Sierra, A Siri. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would love a Mac. Uh, you know, M1. That'd be beautiful. Anything going off Stephen Scott bargains? <laughs> Stephen Scott bargains. Um, no, not that I know of. No. <laughs> oh, well, no. I'll wait then. I'll wait until the know. M3 comes out and see what see what's on sale. Okay. Um shall we go to um shall we go to some voicemails then, shall we? Um I, I wanna actually do you know what? I really want to bring in this voicemail. So give me a second because I want to bring this voicemail in. But can oh. I do this from here? I don't think I can. Um I'll tell you what it was. Oh. and I feel I I'll mention it because I can't get to it right now. Um Biggles got back in touch with us. Oh yeah, Biggles. Email. Yeah. Yes. And you know, the reason I wanted to play it is because he he, he says and I felt bad about this. I really do feel bad about this. He says, I'm sorry for my voicemail. I was in a bad mood that day, and I'm really sorry. Um, so, you know, please disregard what I said. Oh, no way. Biggles like, no, never no, no, apologize. No, no, no. Don't apologize. And you know what? You've, you're absolutely right to vent, and this is the place to do it. So don't feel bad about that at all. Absolutely. Um, that's listen, what we're here for. We, that's what friends are for, <laughs> as I believe Dion Warwick once said. And other people. Golden Girls. Uh, no, 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 no. Remember, that's what friends are for. For No, I don't. Anyway, don't worry um, about it, Biggles. Thank you. But Biggles did say, we, we do have this, which I, I want to uh, play in, because this is very relevant to our conversation recently on audio description. So this is uh, Biggles' voicemail um, from the other day on that topic. Uh, good day. It's Biggles from Ontario, Canada. Uh, just a quick note about audio description. There was uh, this week's episode of 20,000 Hertz podcast is all about a, uh, audio description, and it's quite interesting and has a good point near the end. Uh, maybe we'll just give it a listen. That's 20,000 Hertz podcast. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Biggles, thank you for mentioning that. I actually heard that episode by accident i was listening to another podcast oh. and i i'm subscribed to Twenty Thousand hertz and uh, it, it played and i haven't listened to that podcast in well you know me for listening to things hopeless yeah so it started playing and they were talking about audio description and i thought who would believe that that was going to play next um but it did <laughs> bubble up in my feed and it played and yeah it was very interesting i won't spoil the ending so biggles is right go check it out you will hear a familiar voice though thomas reed who was on our show um, he uh, graced the wonderful team at 20,000 Hertz. It's a great podcast. If you love audio, it is a great podcast to yeah, listen to. So, yeah, check that one out. Uh, so thank you for that, Biggles. And, yeah, look, just any time you want to rant, just rant. That's what it's about, just as long as we don't cut you off, because that's probably not going to help your mood. Yes, um, that was our fault. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Although, interestingly, he is getting in touch with us via an Amazon Echo, and I wonder if it's got anything to do with it. Yes, of course it is. Blame Let's Amazon. Blame that. 
Um, okay, fine. So let's go to an email. I love this one because Laura has sent this email to me with the title, Caleb doesn't want to wear his phone on his head. You really want to know what this is about, don't you? Um, this is becoming yes. like, this show is becoming like clickbait. Um, right. Here is the voicemail or email, I should say, read by Laura. Oh, hello, 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 Stephen, Sean and Mark. You were right, Stephen, when you said that people get a thrill out of hearing their name read aloud on air. I'm hooked. (laughs) Just in case Sean's fear of feedback hasn't quite subsided, hashtag friend of the shed, Mm. I'm going to keep it simple and reach out with a question. Maybe it's because everyone else already knows the answer, or maybe there's no good answer to be found, or maybe it's just that I'm still too new to all this and my blind person membership packet hasn't arrived yet, but I can't figure it out. How do people use the blind-friendly apps and features on their smartphones when they're out and about without holding the phone in their hands? Ever since I started using a white cane, I only ever have one free hand available for everything I need to grab, carry or open. This is so annoying and until we all have lightweight smart glasses sitting on our faces, thanks for that Sean, we always have to hold our phones in front of us like we're confused crossing guards spinning around looking for doors, signs or people. What products do you recommend so that I can wear my iPhone 13 Pro Max and have it facing outward for error, be my eyes, seeing AI, door detection, etc., without having to hold it? Someone suggested I get a camera mount headband and wear my phone on my head, but I'm trying to look less stupid and less obvious when I'm out, so I prefer something less obnoxious. I tried a clear pouch that hung around my neck and held my phone, but it swung around so much while I walked that I worried about the error agent getting motion sick. (laughs) Any advice or recommendations are greatly appreciated. As always, gents, I love what you all do and I appreciate how much you all have been a part of my blind journey over the past few years. Keep up the great work. Caleb from Minnesota. Hashtag friend of the shed. Hey, friend of the shed. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Friend of the shed. I love that. Got to get some t-shirts with that on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that well, we were brilliant. talking about this the other day, weren't we? Um, yeah, we were. Is it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, the banks. Yes, the yesterday, sorry. I'm not very well. The the Banksy harnesses and strapping everything down. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a short wow. title right there. I, I think I absolutely want to try this out. I want to try some different um, holders or, or uh, lanyards, whatever you call it. I want to try a few of these out myself. I think this is a future episode, to be honest. I think there's a an opportunity, and I can kind of understand why manufacturers don't make them for all the reasons that we talk about cameras being in glasses and things but you know i once had a backpack and it came over it was like across my chest so it was like just a single strap and it comes across your chest and in the backpack and on it it had a a phone holder and i thought that would be brilliant i wanted to just cut a hole in the phone holder so that the camera could see through of course, yeah, and that perfect. would be enough. That was kind of it, right? But you know, I I couldn't really work out to do it in a way that I didn't look like I was sleeping under a bridge. Um, so you know, that's the that's the trick, I guess. Um, I <laughs> well, I do have some standards. <laughs> so you look like a troll. Is that what you say? <laughs> some would say that's accurate. Um, but yeah, so I, I think there's there's definitely a lot of options out there, and you know, look, maybe this is one to throw open, right? What are you using out there? What are you uh, choosing to wear. I know a friend of mine I talked about yesterday who has the the strap, well, the lanyard, which goes round his neck, but he then has a luggage strap, essentially, that he's fashioned to hold the phone flat against his chest. That, to me, is a good way of doing it. You can get, like, chest, uh, what do they call them? Um, not Holsters. Mount. Yeah, but, yeah, you wear the whole, it's the whole thing you wear. Yeah. Is that the holster? And, and it just it feels a little bit like... Uh, you BDSM, know, I think you find that. Yeah, well, yeah, but I also, you know those movies <laughs> yeah. that you watch, like the cops, and they put on their bulletproof vests? It's like yes. that kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going out to, you know, get shot. I'm going out to, you know, ideally get well, myself see, that's a, the a thing, cake. Though. I mean, Caleb makes a good point about I'm not wearing it on my head. Yeah, I'm not. But, you know, I'm not wearing my phone works, in my head. That's definitely. If I'm, it works, it works. No, I'm not. No, Would nobody's you? doing that. No, I'm not. I'm never going to do that. No, nor me. And neither are you. No, but no, it's, it's actually it's a, it's a good point. I would love to be able to use Ira. You know, stick my um, AirPods in, have my phone mounted somewhere on my body, 
and just open up Ira and be able to walk with my cane. Like, like Caleb said, it makes absolute sense. So, um, yeah, I'm going to look around. I'm going to go on Amazon and take a look at some, uh, some mounts and see what we can come up with. Okay. Um, Janine's been uh, emailing in with a comment on audio description following our show with Eric and Liz from IDC, the International Digital Centre, and, of course, Thomas Reed as well. The uh, voiceover, the blind voiceover, who is uh, the voice of many voice. great, he sounds yeah, so cool, brilliant voiceover um, on uh, many Netflix shows. Uh, well, here's Janine's comments read by Laura. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and the Double Tap Gang. Thank you so much for the interviews about audio description on the shows this week. Eric, Liz, and Thomas are all class acts. They're obviously not involved in the rant I'm about to afflict on your listeners. Although, if there are any Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon fans out there, they will be raising their swords with me. (laughs) I was excited to note the presence of audio description in the first season of House of the Dragon. No waiting. Good on you, HBO Max. Even a famous voice doing the description in Roy Samuelson. Oh, but wait. As a fangirl, I notice, and it bugs the crap out of me, when description is not written well, and they get characters' names wrong. I realise that with many shows, the writer might not get to see it until close to airtime, and then might not be familiar with the material, or might not get show notes or whatever. Okay, maybe I could deal with the occasional wrong character name. But the big things start to be wrong. In one episode, the king was hunting a white heart, which is a type of deer. The description was fine until we got to the part where the huntsman had found a deer for the king to kill. But it wasn't the white heart. It was a large regular red stag, a point which was important to the plot. In other words, the white heart was still out there and was later seen by another character and allowed to go free. All the time during the killing scene, though, the animal was referred to as the heart. Although this was technically correct, in that a heart is a male red deer, No reference was made to its colour. Fan rage, nerd rage, all kinds of rage on my part. (laughs) Things seemed to go better for future episodes until this past Sunday with episode 9. The wheels came off for me. First, the audio description script writer got several characters' names wrong. Okay, sort of understandable, but pay attention to previous episodes and scripts when you actually got them correct. Lord Cordwell is actually Lord Caswell, whom you did identify correctly in a previous episode. To explain the sheer heinousness of this mistake, I have to give a little plot. So bear with me. One character is being crowned king, and thus usurping another character's place in the succession. His coronation is taking place in a public space, and all the common people in the city are being herded into this place. One of the royal family who opposes this king and the action, and who is locked in the castle, escapes with one of the guards. The guard means to take her to a ship to leave the city, but she being a dragon rider, will not leave without her dragon. Dragons live in the dragon pit, a huge arena-like structure. This is where they want to hold the coronation. In this royal family, some are very devout equivalents of Christians. They worship at buildings called septs. In the original Game of Thrones, there was a large sept where a lot of things took place involving royalty, including coronations. That building doesn't exist in House of the Dragon, but it's a prequel. Okay. Fangirl bit over. As the character rushes through the crowded streets to get her dragon, who is at the dragon pit, imagine my surprise when Roy tells us that she is heading to the Sept. No! I was still confused when the episode ended. Listening to several podcasts afterward and going into a fan forum or two, I learned that no, it wasn't the Sept, or any Sept or church, but in fact the actual dragon pit where our heroine was going. Now her actions made sense to me. This sounds like a silly thing to be so upset about, but it's also a case where just being happy that they have AD in the first-run primetime version is not enough. I know I've probably mentioned it before that I was far less than pleased with the AD in the original Game of Thrones. Eric's company did a remix of it, and it was wonderful. No wrong character names or omissions. Either they got a Game of Thrones fangirl to do it, or someone paid attention and did some research. I don't blame Roy Samuelson for this. I blame the scriptwriter whose name I can't spell at the moment, and the company. Oh yes, and HBO, for allowing the description to go forward. Hey, they can pay me to check it. I promise I'll keep quiet about the show. (laughs) As so many people have said, it's time to say gently, tactfully, but firmly, that simply having audio description isn't enough. We want, and sometimes need, accurate and appropriate audio description. 
As I eagerly await the final episode of House of the Dragon for this season, I'm seriously hoping there will be no faux pas in the description. Wish me luck. Janine of the Valerian Steel keyboard, who has donned her Dragonscale armour. Dracaris. Well done. Well <laughs> done, Janine. That was that absolutely was fantastic. And you know what? So eloquently put as well. And, um, you know, I think it just highlights the conversation we've been having on this show for so long about audio description, which is, yeah, it's great to have it. But it's good when it's accurate. And, you know, as a fan of Coronation Street in the UK, well, world's longest running soap, I think, um, you know, that it's the same audio describer every single day. And he still gets it wrong. My favourite being Bethany walks in and, you know, proudly shows off her new clothes. Bethany, who was six months old, I should add. Um, yes. I can only think it'd be some kind of amazing feat of um, nature to be able to make that happen. Um, you know, so it, it just, it kind of just makes you feel, again, left out when, in a weird way, we're being included, right? We're being included in something, but it's yeah, as but if it's the person who's including us isn't paying any attention. Yeah. I mean, what if one of the characters actually in the show, one of the actors referred to another character in the show and used the wrong name? Would they let yeah. that through? It would be they ridiculous. Let that through. Of course yeah, they would. Yeah, they would get absolutely panned for it. And it's just, you know, hey, we've ticked a box. You've got AD. Who cares how good it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't we it? We do. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, okay. Let's move on. And thank you, Jeannie. Really, really appreciate that. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Eleanor's been in touch with comments on the Amazon event that we covered. Hi, guys. It's Eleanor. I meant to call you a while back, but COVID came along and put everything on hold. Oh, anyway, oh no. I thought after listening to your episode on the Amazon event, I'd give you my take on smart speakers and privacy. My best friend loves coming round to mine to chat with my A-Lady and G-Lady. And she was so impressed that she got an echo for her mum, who's in her 90s and lives alone. Her mum loves it, but my friend can't have one herself, as her husband won't entertain having a smart speaker in the house, as he's convinced they spy on you all the time and listen to every word you say. I made myself very unpopular by saying to him, if that's what you believe, what do you think your smartphone's doing? Mm-hmm. We've all had the experience of them thinking they've heard the wake word and coming to life. And there is the option of having the bongs turned on. I prefer not to, as I like having free-flowing conversations with Lady A and Lady G and use follow-up mode and continuing conversation all the time. I know they use voice clips to help them get to know your voice and improve their performance. And just for fun, I occasionally manage to get them to talk to each other. I like the idea of confusing Amazon and Google. Sean, ignore Dean the detractor and keep on making us smile. Bye for now. Oh, Eleanor, thank you so much. And um, I hope you're okay. I hope you got over COVID all right. It sounds like you're okay. sounding good. Yeah, sounded brilliant, but you know you know how COVID is, right? It, yes, absolutely. A horrible thing. Um, so I hope you're doing okay. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right about the, the echo. And we've had this conversation as well so many times, haven't we, about when they're listening in. Um, they're not. They're it listening drives me absolutely to. crazy. You know, well, I'm look, a bit hard no, look, line look, on this. Look, they are they not. Are, they listening. are listening, but they're not. No. It, it's, but, ah, but hang on. There's a difference between listening and listening for nefarious reasons. You know, that, that it, it, there's a very, there's a gulf, actually, I would say, between those two. It has to listen to you in order to hear you say the wake word. That's how no, it works. I'm, That's what the microphones are for. I'm sending audio commands. They're not listening in. I'm telling it to send this next command no, no, to again, Amazon. you're not listening to me. 
you're not listening. That's the problem. It's no, not you're li- not listening. It's not listening to what you're saying in order to a- achieve anything other than hear the yep. wake word. It has to hear. Yep. Otherwise, what would be the point of the microphones? Yes, exactly. That's why you're agreeing with me. Thank you. Uh, am I? Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's such a great point, though, when it comes to smartphones, right? When you think about it. I had a friend, I, I think I told this story, a friend of mine had, you know, going on and on about, I don't want to have, uh, you know, the Amazon thing in here. I don't want the Echo. I don't want the Echo. I don't want those things listening into me. And then he proceeds to show me his new LG TV with smart remote, which has a microphone in it. Yeah. And he's sitting next exactly. to an Android phone, which, of course, is just sucking every single word he says in and you know, turning yeah. it out as adverts. It's not how it works. It's not, it just isn't how it works. Those, it isn't, those people kind of say, oh, well, I'm the smartest speaker in the house. It, 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 it's, that's not how it works. Sorry. You just don't understand. If, if it is doing it. that, if it is doing that, it's doing a very bad job at it. Would you agree no, with that? Look, look, people are looking. <laughs> people are looking for this sort of behaviour. They want Amazon or the other big companies to be spying on us, and they want to be the ones that discover it. You can see virtually you can see what traffic is being sent from your smart speaker at all times using port sniffers and other software. So Oof. it's not happening. There you go. <laughs> Keep Sorry. away from my ports. Um, so <laughs> what I would say... <laughs> Stop it. What I would say is as well, um, and it, it's interesting, you know, Eleanor picks up, of course, on that, that fact that, you know, it does have to store these clips and it uses them. And this is the difference between, say, Amazon... Google and Apple's Siri. Uh, Siri doesn't capture that data, or at least it doesn't capture very much of it that we know of. And that kind of tells you why the Siri version isn't as good as Amazon and Google, because it needs to have that information in order to build a better AI. Uh, Siri doesn't have that function because it's all about privacy, and that's great, but it does mean you get a lesser quality AI out of it because it can't respond in the same way and doesn't have the amount of information that the Amazon Echo can offer. So, yeah, I, I still think out of all of them, Amazon Echo is the best. It really is. I mean, the best in terms of information and provi- provision and all of the features that you can do with it. I, I cannot find anything better. And Google might be wonderful. I just never give it. I, I set it up. You never give it a chance. I agree. I, I yes, set it up. I, I've had it sitting there. I never talk to it. When I do talk to it, <laughs> It doesn't really Sad. do anything other than tell me the time. Oh. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, I want to go to one more message. This is an email from Dan, and this follows up on our Google event coverage. Hello, Stephen and Sean. I appreciated your coverage of the Google event, but it should have been done differently. I found it distracting to listen to both the event and your comments. It would have been better if you had either provided snippets from the event with your comments or just your comments. I missed some of the observations you made because I was trying to listen to two conversations at once. I enjoy your podcast and it is one of the highlights of my day. I strenuously object to the listener who wanted to remove Sean from the show. Please don't remove him from the show as he makes a vital contribution to the content. We need more than one person to provide multiple perspectives and a healthy discussion. Thank you for your advocacy of Braille. Braille made it possible for me to get an education and work for 30 years as a mainframe programmer and accessibility tester. Keep up the excellent work. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Um, I'm I'm going to say something that will shock you here, Sean Priest. I agree agree with Dan on (laughs) the Google event. I I don't think we'll do that again. I I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but I don't think the audience enjoyed it. And and I don't know if listening back, I enjoyed it at all. So yeah, I don't think we'll be doing that again. Um, But you know, listen, you've got to try things, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. We're doing this every day. Come on, you know. (laughs) To be honest, that's how we would have listened to the event you know, if we weren't on air, right? Yes. If we were off air, that's how we tend to listen to events anyway. We're both listening and we stream it to each other and yeah. whatever else. And I, yeah, honestly, because you don't know what's coming up and, you know, we can't just let the Google event talk all for the hour. So no, I don't think it works very well. I think you're absolutely right. Snippets would work would work better than that. Use clips afterwards, I think. And Sean, are you uh, unfired so far? Have you been told? I am. Thank you so much. Yes, I am still here. Luckily, thank you. Remains like, unfired. It's a surprise to us all, to be honest. <laughs> and again, Dean's more than, uh, you know, let him have his opinion. It's absolutely fine. Let's not um, gang up on Dean either. He's, he's yeah, fine. exactly. Um, I want to get one more message in from Yvonne. Uh, this follows up on our conversations recently on Braille. 
Hi, Sean and Stephen. I really liked this particular show because I can relate to Braille. The tech stuff can be interesting sometimes. It's just good to know what's out there. Sean, I agree with you about WhatsApp. We have a family group and a church support group chat set up. It's great for communicating, especially during lockdown. My daughter is able to continue her piano lessons with video calling. I'm actually finding WhatsApp easier to use than messages. Most of my family use Android phones, while I use iOS. Stephen, you're missing out on this app. You need to try it out. It's free. Save yourself some money for once. (laughs) Sean, I run a Braille class once a week. You're welcome to join at any time. Just get in touch with me if you're interested. Everyone is learning grade one and you can work at your own pace. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to learn it. Anyway, continue what you're doing. So, Sean, keep the laughs coming. And Stephen, is it possible in any of the shows you can omit the word Apple? Best wishes, (laughs) Yvonne. Thanks, Yvonne. Um, No is the short answer to that, I think. I don't think there's any way possible in humanity that I can get through that entire show without mentioning Apple, fruit or otherwise. Um, Well, definitely not fruit. Apple is not the only fruit. It's not the only fruit, and it's also not in it. And fruit is not a word I ever use either, so don't ever use that. Um, But uh, yeah, there you go. You've been invited to a Braille class. Okay. Well, if I can fit it in with my busy schedule. That means he's not coming. Sorry, Yvonne. Thank you. But she's right about WhatsApp. It's interesting. We have a discussion kicked off on WhatsApp. Someone had put up an article in a UK paper that was swirling around the internet. And, you know, I have to say, I get a little bit tired sometimes of everything being classed as ableist. Oh. I just What's sometimes, honestly, so this one was, you know, someone had come on and said, you know, oh, I'm, I get so uh, filled with anxiety when I see voice message recording in WhatsApp. And they were making the point that, you know, these voice messages go on and on forever. You get five, ten minute messages from people and, you know, you just have the time to be able to, you know, read them and go through them. And, you know, it was just a, a, a person having a bit of a rant about voice messages. And you know what? That's fine. It's a personal opinion. But, you know, yeah. there were people jumping off the deep end. That when, when you yeah, see one of my messages come in. We've all just, thought Just it. give me text so I can go through it quick. And, you know, there's an argument, and it was interesting because it did spark, spark an interesting conversation. Maybe we'll we'll talk about it more here uh, tomorrow. But, you know, it did spark an interesting conversation about, you know, how accessible these uh, voice messages are. You know, if you were in a group of people and there was someone deaf in that group, well, they would be useless to someone who's deaf. So, you know, you got to think about all these things. So j- just jumping off the deep end and saying, well, voice messages are for blind people and therefore what you're saying is ableist, I don't agree with that. I think there's, no, you know, nuance is, is in, and context and all the rest of it is important here. So there you go. Anyway, that's my rant for the day. Um, we will continue tomorrow. Uh, thank you for your feedback. Keep it coming. We'll be back tomorrow. Sean, get well soon. Uh, Eleanor, thank you. hope you're on the mend as well. Keep well, everybody, and uh, we'll chat tomorrow. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. The Walrus is Canada's conversation and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.